0: Um so this uh, this this talk today has come out of a um, a sort of discussion, um if for want of a better word, that I've been having with God over the last few weeks, really. Um, I've been reading through the book of Mark, um, and uh, and I've been I've been enjoying just seeing what Jesus was doing and just uh, you know the the whole thing of of how he lived his life and how he, Uh, um, lived amongst us and what he was doing and um, and I was looking at his life and 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 I was praying to God about particularly about fruitfulness and about in this time where we are a bit restricted and uh, and and less uh, able to do stuff perhaps that we were before that 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 I I, my my heart is that I've you know and I'm sure this is what we all want is I want to be fruitful I want to be using my time well I want to be doing what um what god has called me to do um and i'm sure a lot of us have that desire and um and i was i was praying about this for some time and then as i was going through mark's gospel i came to uh the parable of the sower now i'm sure many of you know this and and uh, we're not going to read it all because uh, for time uh, i will go into it a little bit um but i was i was um, just reading it through, and and part of me was thinking, well, I, I know this, and I, I know what it's about, and 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 it's all very good, but I came to one of the particular verses, and it really just spoke to me, and I've spent quite a little while, and, and it was a quite a personal journey, really, uh, looking at this particular verse, and it's the, the verse that talks about thorns. Now, just as a um, uh, just as a sort of a, 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 a an introduction, if you like. Um, Hopefully you, you'll know the parable of the sower, and if you if you don't know it very well, then you can read it after after this. But it's about it's a story Jesus told about a sower who who throws seed onto the ground, and some of it falls on the path, and that seed gets eaten by uh, birds. Then some of it gets thrown amongst uh, rocky ground, and uh, it grows up, but it's it, um, uh, because there's no root because the, uh, the the soil is very shallow, it, it withers. And then some is is thrown amongst soil with thorns in it and the thorns grow up and and choke it and then finally some is thrown on good soil and it grows up and produces fruit um, and when it was originally um said by jesus it was the, primarily it, its aim was to to help the disciples and those hearers to understand how people would receive uh, the word of god which is uh, which is the seed how they would receive it how some would Really get hold of it and produce fruit, and others it wouldn't be fruitful in their life, uh, and that was the primary aim. But but as I was reading this for myself, I I, I felt God speak, uh, if you like, a secondary purpose or, or secondary aim that actually can apply to us as Christians, those that have received uh, the Word already, that have have um, it's it's grown up and produced fruit in our lives. But actually, there are things that can come in that can start affecting our fruitfulness and start affecting how we are and um and i believe uh, and this is the way i want to look at it today about how as as christians things can come uh, upon us which can start affecting how fruitful we are so the verse that i was particularly want to look at is this one in, in mark 4 18 and 19 and, and it says there that still others like the seed sown amongst thorns, hear the word but the worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful and and as soon as i read that it really gripped me and, and particularly the i think i'd been praying about unfruitfulness or fruitfulness and the fact that that word talked about being unfruitful and i thought actually i need to start thinking about this and and i've spent Um, some time over these last few weeks, as I I say, just really praying through this and primarily for myself. And I felt God speak to me. And really what I'm going to share today is what God's spoken to me about. And hopefully it's also going to be helpful for you. Um, So I just want to unpick what uh, those each of those little things are very briefly, um, what it is to, to have perhaps some things that grow up in our lives that can start affecting how we are and expecting our spiritual life. Um, Now, the first of those things is uh, the worries of this life. And particularly during this time, I guess always, uh, we have things that come come amongst us or come uh, into our lives that can start causing us to be uh, fearful, also start worrying, and particularly in this time when obviously there's there's a virus going around, and there's lots of things that we can we can that can start affecting our our well-being, if you like, and we can start worrying about them. There's you know things like our health, our family. Will there be a second lockdown? What about money? What about the economy? Uh, what about my job? What about the future? And um, at and these are these are genuine concerns i guess you know these are all things that that are swirling round if you like and and can come into our lives um i can re- remember I, and, and it was interesting how god spoke to me that that actually uh, i i like uh, in these times to go out at, at lunchtimes i've started to do that and walk a- around plumstead common and i often try and spend time praying and 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 just you know being with god and 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 as I was doing this and, and, and thinking about this verse, God brought to mind that actually He sort of nudged me and said, "You do realise this isn't a prayer walk you're having. This is a worry walk," and and, and He was right. I was going some stuff. Was going through in my mind, and I was going round and round, and I wasn't really talking to God about it, I was just talking to myself about it. And I was trying to come up with some solutions, and and there were some things that had happened at work and various other places that had got me a bit annoyed. And I was these things were going round in my head, and I was thinking this isn't right, and I was gonna and and I was starting to resolve that I'm gonna have to give someone a piece of my mind and, and and talk to them about it. And and I was suddenly stopped in my tracks thinking. This isn't right. This isn't what I should be doing. These are worries of this life were starting to crowd in. And starting to, instead of me just having a time with God where I could just be with him, these were starting to crowd in. And I was, and God was speaking to me and saying, if you want to be fruitful, you need to be thinking about this. These worry walks that you're on, not really helpful. Maybe it's just me, but maybe a few of us also can relate to the fact that we have these worrying moments that we can try and resolve things for ourselves but actually we're not getting very far. The next one which uh, Jesus mentions, is the deceitfulness of wealth and again this is something that perhaps can can come in particularly at this time uh, that actually you know there's economic uncertainty and, and so what really matters to us is if only we had a bit of of money put by, if we get ourselves into a situation where we have a little bit of, 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 of wealth, of money, then we're going to be okay. And of course, the world and money shouts at us and says, look, if you've got me, if you've got wealth, if you've got a bit of money, you're going to be secure. You're going to know peace. You're going to know joy. It's going to bring you satisfaction. It's going to make you happy. It's going to bring comfort. And, it, and this is what Wealth says, but of course that's why Jesus said this is deceitful. See, this this is that the wealth will say this, and 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 the lies of the enemy will tell us wealth will bring you this. But the reality of it, is it, it won't. Wealth never can do this. It can never. And and Jesus said, but we can get deceived by this, and we can start making this a pursuit. Now, it's it's true that actually, as we trust God, He often blesses us and he brings these things into our lives the problem is is that we can instead of going to God we can start pursuing them for themselves and it's this that can choke out spiritual life uh, the third thing um, and it's it's a similar thing and Jesus says it's desires for other things and um, and again when we are in a difficult situation when we're in a bit of lockdown, when we're separated more than we would like from our family and friends and, and from the church, we can often pursue things that bring us some type of relief. If, if we've talked about before this self-medication. And it be things that can be possessions. It can be, it can be going uh, shopping and, and it can be uh, looking for um, approval with other people. It can be uh, comfort in relationships or trying to get some status, or or being seen as successful, or having some influence. Now again, God often provides Christians, people who follow him, with these things, because he's, he's a blessing. You know, the Bible talks about, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. But as Jamie was saying a few weeks ago, we need to understand that actually Putting these secondary things first and we make them our aim, that'll start choking the spiritual life that we have. It will start coming in because they become our focus and not God. And as I was thinking about these things, I think it was some very simple things came to mind about how these solutions... Now, I'm not suggesting, and before you start thinking, dear, dear, uh, Tim is a terrible person, I, not all of the things particularly apply to me, but I can tell you that a number of them did. And as I was talking to God and I was going through with him, he was pointing out things that, that had, had come in that I'd, I'd almost allowed to start changing my focus and start choking. And I was going through a process. And, and 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 so I just want to take you through the process that I went through. And the first one is just a reminder of who Jesus is, a reminder of what he came to do and it's a very simple thing and everyone knows it but sometimes we sort of let it pass out of our minds and of course it's this and and God says is I even I am the Lord apart from me there is no saviour and it was it's a very simple thing that there is only one saviour and the truth is that he will always save. And we can look to these other things, we can look to these other ways of doing it, we can look to ourselves, we can look to possessions, we can look to wealth, we can look to, to relationships and status for, to save us, but that will never work. And we've been, as Christians, uh, as the world has been given one saviour, and that's Jesus. But the wonderful thing is that he will always save. He will always be there. He will always be the one that can provide everything that we need. It's his name. His name is Jesus because he will save the people. And so we just remind ourselves again that we have a saviour. And he is saviour of every situation. He is a saviour that will apply to everything that comes up against us. And so that's where we start. But then... um, of the one of the things that all gardeners know is that to deal with thorns to deal with weeds it's no good just cutting them it's no good just going in and and uh and just sort of cutting them back because they'll grow up to to deal with thorns and uh to deal with weeds we need them up by the root we need them out so that the soil can become good again and there's only one person that can get rid of these these weeds and these thorns, and that is Jesus himself. And uh, this is a verse that uh, Sade's already quoted today. And what what I had to do is, is I went back to God and said, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've allowed these things to come in. I'm sorry that I'm chasing after things which aren't of you. And God's promise to us is if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And of course, the the the, the, the image of the gardener pulling up the weeds by the by the root is, is a cleansing, isn't it? It's pulling a, a, these these things that are getting in the way. And it happens as we say, God, look, I'm, I'm sorry, God, but I've I've been worrying. I've I've let these cares come in. Lord, I'm sorry that I've I've allowed uh, the pursuit of of possessions to to become what I've gone for rather than pursuit of you. Lord, I'm sorry that I've, I've allowed these other things to be my focus. And Lord, I confess that. And when we do that, God comes and he uproots it. He purifies us and he makes us right again. He makes our soil good. And then... There is a part that we have to play, I, I guess this goes on to what Joe was saying, but there is a part we we play, and, and it's about, you see, these thorns, these weeds come in because we start believing lies. We believe lies that, that we can sort this out. We believe lies that we're in trouble. We believe lies that these things will help us. And so what we do is we, we confess that, and then we start looking at truth, we meditate on the truth of god's word we meditate on what is true and we get rid of the lives and and so we i just want to very briefly as we end here just look at some of those truths that counteract the lies of these thorns and weeds it's just three verses we could look at hundreds about the worries of this life 1 peter 5 7 give all your worries to him because he cares for you we've already again we've already quoted that uh, this morning Isaiah 26, verse 3, he will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust him, whose thoughts turn often to the Lord. I love that. We will know peace as we turn our attention, our affection to God. And uh, Psalm 23, goodness and love will pursue me all the days of my life. These are wonderful truths and, and, um, and there are many, many more of them in the Bible as we look to them. And, and the thing about allowing truths to come in is th- that it's like, a, um, it's like we are making our s- soil good. As we meditate on these truths, Our the soil of our life is tilled and turned over. And so it's not possible for um, weeds and thorns to take root. Because as we're meditating on the good things of God, on the truths of God, on the promises of God that Rochelle was talking about last week, as we meditate on them, so our soil remains very good and free from these things. And so daily going to God, daily reviewing and and thinking and meditating on these truths enables our soil to remain good. Deceitfulness of wealth and God's promises to us. And my God will meet all your needs, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. There is no lack in God. And as we come to him, there will never be a lack for us. It's uh, God's promise to Abraham, our father, I am your shield, your very great reward. He was saying to Abraham, look, I'm gonna be everything you need. I'm gonna provide everything that you could possibly want. And again, Psalm 23, you prepare a table for me In the presence of my enemies, my cup overflows. It's a wonderful promise. It's a promise to to his followers, those that believe and trust in him, as we've talked about already today. Trust, so important in understanding how we receive these good things in our lives. And finally, desires for other things. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. When we look to these other things to, to bring us comfort, God's promise to us is actually, no, I can do that. I will do that for you. Psalm 107, he satisfies the thirsty soul and he fills the hungry soul with good things. And Psalm 16, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So as we, as we, uh, Look at the situations around us as we face what's going on. I want to encourage you that if you've uh, uh, if things have come into your life, and so often these things can happen, and and I would and God spoke to me about this is that they can start growing without us realizing it. And, and as I say, you know, and it took me a while to realize that some of my prayer walks were worry walks, and suddenly it dawned on me as God spoke, and I was allowing Him to to speak, and suddenly I'm thinking, you're right. I'm not enjoying your presence, Lord. I'm just worrying out loud. And 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 so these things can just come up um, and they can start growing. But actually, as we confess this and say, Lord, I've I've let that grow, I've let that worry come in, I've let that thing come in. So He He comes and cleanses, He uproots it. And then as we Uh, dwell on his faithfulness on his goodness as we learn to trust as joe was saying as we meditate day by day on his truthfulness and his love and his goodness so so that soil becomes good it stays good and so we become fruitful in our lives and become even more fruitful as we serve him so let's pray father i thank you for your goodness i thank you for your care as a gardener in our lives, I thank you, God, that you have, uh, Lord, um, brought us so often to a place of of learning again to trust. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive. Thank you, Lord, that you cleanse and that you purify and you take out these things so that we can be even more fruitful. Thank you, God, that you are so caring and loving towards us. That Lord, you that Lord, you you for, you forgive time and time again, even when these things happen. And that Lord, thank you. And I pray, God, that you would help us to to meditate day and night on your goodness, on your love, on your promises, that we may become even more fruitful. Amen.